Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Down to Biscay. Five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where is the thing? You can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buck said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor playing, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop the one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. Welcome back to another episode of Five on the Floor Live. I am your host, Greg Sylvander. We are excited to break down Miami's first victory of the season. They beat the Toronto Raptors 112-109. Before I get into the floor plan and discuss our panel of co-hosts, I want to tell you about a great sponsor of the Five Reasons Sports Network and this post-game show in particular, and that is A Aggressive Insurance. They are an insurance broker agency that has been servicing South Florida for over 15 years. They offer auto insurance, homeowners insurance, condo insurance, life insurance, retirement programs, free notary service that comes in the clutch. Uh, They represent all kinds of different insurance carriers in South Florida. Bad driving record, no problem. Driver refused. um, uh, No driver is refused. Excuse me. Free phone quotes as well. This is insurancebylanette.com. Uh, you can find her on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Again, insurancebylanette.com. Check her out. Friend of the program, indeed. And 954-589-8800 is the telephone number to get in touch. All right. So tonight's floor plan, we are going to dissect the Miami Heat's first victory of the season. With me to do so is uh, your resident co- or host of – not co-host – the host of our before floor pregame show. That is Jonathan Ramlikan. We also have um, our paces and spaces extraordinaire, as well as doing all kinds of great NBA content for five reasons sports network. And that is Marco Romo. And then you can, Oh, and you can follow these dudes. Jonathan is at three piece combo. Marco Romo is at Marco underscore Romo until he changes it next month. And then we also have, uh, a guest that I am super excited to have along for the show because we definitely are on the same wavelength on so many tips. And that is Kenny Spence of Miami Heat Beat. Welcome to the program, sir. We are glad to have you. I'm glad to be here, man. Shout out to Miami Heat Beat, first of all. Um, we're partnering with Five Reasons this year, so I'm over here to talk heat. Um, you probably see me terrorizing social media with stuff 24-7. That's cool, too. But I'm going to throw it back to Greg because it is his thing. So let's go for sure. No, it's good to hear your voice. And we are definitely going to dive into some of the depths of heat Twitter. If we can uh, squeeze it in here, but you know, truthfully, I think heat heat fans needed this victory. This was one that um, after the first two losses at home, you felt like you had to have it. 
Um, Jonathan, I'm going to start with you. Primary takeaways from this game. I kind of want to lean in a little bit more on Kyle Lowry's performance because that's been such a, a key focal point for everybody. Uh, and then just anything else that jumped off the page to you um, from this game uh, that Miami squeaked out of victory, even though it felt like it was not this close throughout the the you know majority of the game. Yeah, Kyle Lowry was just controlling the pace tonight. Early on, he was hitting the threes without hesitating. He was just spotting up, taking the shots, not looking for somebody, not letting the defender get close, just taking the shots. Later in the game, we just saw him break the defense down, especially when it came early in that fourth quarter, finding Bam for the lob, and then the cross-court pass to Max Struess to the other corner. That was a very nice pass, pretty underrated for him to get that three, uh, especially since Toronto had just cut it down to six as well. So that was a big three for us as well. Uh, Jimmy Butler did a really good job getting to the free throw line. I think that was a good job that everybody did tonight was just attacking, drawing fouls from Toronto because that created a lot of havoc. I mean, you had Fred Van Vliet with five fouls in the third quarter, and we were just getting free throw line after free throw line over and over again. So that was really strong. Um, and I liked what I saw from Tyler Hero. Early in the game, his penetration caused a lot of havoc for Toronto defense, and they had to help. And that helped cause him to just do a lot of nice things. We talked about the Bam and Hero pick and roll. It worked wonders tonight every time they went to it. And he was also able to find a nice uh, outlet for Max 3. He was able to find Jimmy for a 3 as well. He was doing a lot of different things. I loved what I saw from Tyler. It was a great game overall. And shout out to the bench. The bench held up their part. And they definitely outplayed Toronto's bench. Listen, this is a key thing with Tyler Hero. Um, last year, he was getting three and a half free throws a game. He's gotten four free throws in one game, five of five tonight. I feel like he can build on that. He's finishing like a grown man these days, and I think that that's huge. I also was very interested. This was a team that I thought Miami could probably get away with playing small against, and they were um, able to do so uh, in – in that bear with me as I'm finding this statistic here, they out rebounded them 44 37. And that's been another hot button topic. Like, can you play this small, not get hurt uh, on the boards? Marco, what adjustments did you see the heat make to maybe keep uh, guys closer to the rim? I mean, when you look at the distribution of rebounding, Tyler had eight, Bam had seven. You got seven from Gabe Vincent. So you got guys that are kind of rebounding above their size, which is something we thought they had to do. But did you see anything in particular they did differently that allowed them to keep the advantage on the on the offensive glass and, the, and rebounding in total tonight? Honestly, uh, is activity, activity, uh, putting bodies on bodies. Uh, Spo, Spo always talks about putting bodies on body. Uh, Pat Riley, I know he probably said the same thing. Uh, it was honestly them flying around more. They were finding a guy to block out a lot more. I, I noticed Gabe had a really big rebound late in the game. I think he had uh, – there was a contested three. He blocked out uh, – I think it was either Pressures or Pascal. Uh, that's the kind of stuff you need. Like, P.J. Tucker was doing that all last year. They need to learn from that. Like, Caleb Martin, uh, he can be that guy. I know he loves physicality. <laughs> I mean, after tonight, you know he loves physicality. <laughs> so – uh, we need to see that kind of physicality throughout the season, especially for guys being so undersized. So that's the kind of adjustments you want to see them kind of build on. It wasn't the prettiest thing, but you kind of want to build off of that. Yeah, and talk about building off of that. Max Struess is starting to build quite the early season resume coming off the bench. Um, he's kind of filling that six-man role that I thought a lot of us conceptualized depot taking. Kenny, um, mm -hmm. 
can Max Struess keep up this pace one? And I know that that's like probably a softball type question. So I'm more trying to pick your brain on is Max Struess the type of player that can embrace a six man type role where he becomes that microwave off the bench. What do you think about him in that role? And then also um, because Jimmy led the way tonight, uh, I'll let you wax poetic on what we saw from Jimmy Butler tonight as well. Yeah, so I think Max definitely can because you got to remember he was on the bench until maybe April last season. And so now he has that unit pretty much to himself. We don't really know what's going to happen with Victor Oladipo. We hope he's back and he contributes. But right now, Max Juices looks incredible. And I think part of that is, and so I had said a couple of months ago, Tyler would start and it would look ugly at first just because they have to adjust to someone being, being able to create for himself. So the first two games were ugly, but now Spoh's doing more staggering. So now you're seeing more of Caleb with the bench. You're seeing more of Jimmy with the bench. You're seeing more of starters with the bench, and that's opening things up even more for Max. And now he's just open on some shots he probably wouldn't be open with if he's by himself, and um, he's just taking full advantage. And Jimmy, he's Jimmy. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, he's not going to do – he's not going to do playoff Jimmy stuff where he's getting 40 a night, but anytime the other team goes on a run – Jimmy is going to get to the line. He's going to put points on the board with the clock stopped. And so that's such an underrated skill and an underrated thing. So I want to acknowledge Jimmy on that because that was huge tonight because he had no free throws last game. And I think that was a major difference. It's so true. 14 of 16 in game one, didn't get a free throw in game two against Boston. And then now a nine of 11 from the free throw line, that's where he's going to have to get his points. And I think, and I think another way that we're seeing a guy get points that we haven't always seen is Tyler Hero as a rim threat. Jonathan, yeah. um, we're seeing this happen over and over again where Tyler is getting into the paint and he's doing things around the rim. He's getting kind of scoop shots at angles that I didn't know he necessarily knew how to shoot from. He <laughs> always had that kind of, you know, um, just baller mentality where you knew that he intuitively knew how to play the game and find shots and find spots. But what have you seen from him early, not just as an outside shooter, but in getting to the rim that is different from what we saw last season? He's just not thinking as much. Everything is just done to get right away. Like if he's going to get to the rim, he's going to get to the rim and he'll make the read on the fly instead of thinking about what could happen maybe as he's going in. And that's what's really been making him just more you know, more powerful for this team because now every time he gets to the paint and somebody comes and help, he makes the right read and he does it without hesitating and he actually does it without turning over the ball. You know, the Tyler Hero experiment with having him at point guard maybe a little bit too soon might have been coming into development now and helping him now have that ball handling. So he's doing that. And like you said, getting to the rim, he's always had that little finesse, right? He's always had just a knack of putting the ball in the hoop. So he's just doing such a good job of finding his path to the rim and making getting the path of least resistance. And like you said, the strength aspect is definitely there. I mean, we saw him flex on Precious Achua after getting an anvil. And I don't think I've ever would have said that in my entire life, but he ended up doing it. So he's getting a little bit better as just being a more physical player. He's able to finish through contact just a little bit better. And like everybody has been saying, if he's just able to get to the free throw line a little bit more, that really, really raises his ceiling and what he can become. You know I'm all in on Tyler Hero. I really think he's going to end up yeah. making people look at the deals for Donovan Mitchell, who is a player I love, one of my favorite players in the league, and they're going to say it was smart that they didn't do that because Tyler Hero can be that player. But before we go on, uh, Manny, let's hit guts check. Okay. 
I think everybody needs to get a grip. You got to stay together if you got the guts and you don't find the first door and run out of it. There are no obstacles. There's no obstacles. All there are are accusations and opinions. We have done this since 1995. We'll find out what we're made of here. If you got the guts. This is Guts Check with Greg Sylvander. Guts Check. We love this new segment here at Five Reasons Sports Network. It is sponsored by Water Cleanup of South Florida. They are your primary resource for any leak detection, mold issues. When you need somebody to come and uh, take care of these types of jobs that most people don't want any part of, you want to reach out to Water Cleanup of South Florida with over 60 years of combined experience. Michael and his team They are around 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. They have an emergency service line, but you can also reach him, Michael, on his personal cell at 954-579-0356. Again, that's 954-579-0356. This is Water Cleanup of Florida. They service Miami, Broward, Palm Beach County, fully licensed, insured. They are able to help you with leaks, any kind of water cleanup. They got 75-star reviews on Google Again, that's Water Cleanup of Florida. If you have the schmutz, they have the guts. And the guts check player of the game, y'all, is my dog, Caleb Martin, because he ain't having that. (laughs) And he stepped up, and I appreciate that because I feel like there's certain moments, and I think it had to do with Tyler, Kenny. Am I right? Um, Yeah. Caleb was kind of like checking him like, yo, like – uh, step back. I like that he had the guts to do that. It's all good that you got ejected, ejected Caleb. Uh, you got a new contract, so you could afford it. <laughs> but I'm sure Tyler will chip in. Kenny, how did you react to Caleb Martin uh, kind of um, stepping up in that situation and being a little bit of an enforcer? So like 3% of me, like as a basketball fan, was like, nah, Caleb, please don't do it. We need you. But the other 97%, Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. As a Miami Heat fan and Liberty City native, I love to see the violence. (laughs) But this is what this team is about. Um, You can't back down. And I have this really huge pet peeve with the NBA with guys pretending they want to fight, even though they don't. And so Coloco did that, and it didn't work out in his favor. And and also the form for Caleb Martin is a skinny person tackling someone that much bigger than him. You got to love it. And the Raptors went on a little run, but I think that's going to set the tone for the season. This the Heat just lets you know because last year the Heat's toughness was their bread and butter, it was their identity. Now with PJ gone, there's some people questioning if they still have that. And I, I love that Caleb showed that. Yeah, no, we're still the Miami Heat. You still can't get off on us like that. And yeah. just, to, uh, just to interrupt real quick, uh, UFC 280 was earlier. I'm pretty sure Caleb Martin was probably watching. Looking at the form, he was able to get the hands locked. He was able to get under the butt. <laughs> 
of uh, the guy, and he was able to get that takedown. So, like Kenny said, right, he was able to get low on him, get his hips lower than him, and able to take him down. Probably just, you know, watching a little bit of Habib or, or Islam Mahashev earlier today. <laughs> Jonathan and Brian Fonseca are our fight experts, UFC, MMA, all that. I probably am not um, even categorizing them correctly because I'm not well-versed enough, but Jonathan definitely is our expert. Check him out because he's covering all those events for Five Reasons Sports Network. Um as we kind of dig a little bit deeper into this specific game, I thought that the off-ball screening, back cuts, perimeter, uh, handoffs, stuff like that was really positive in the first half. 71 points, Marco. Um, I know these are things like beautiful basketball usually speaks to your soul, as I've remembered talking to you throughout the, the you know last few years. Um, what did you see in the first half specifically uh, that, that – um, you thought is something that they can replicate going forward. Sometimes I get a little worried that it's match. It's so matchup dependent because like Boston presented a whole different type of challenges with the type of players they had out there. This team, they could play a little bit smaller and get away with it. But I'm just interested from your perspective on all the off ball movement that we saw tonight. That was a little bit different than some of the pounding that had gone on previously. What you make of that as they play Toronto to, you know, 48 hours from now again. Uh, but yeah, honestly, the challenges with Boston and Toronto, uh, they both switch a lot. They both switch everything. Uh, the difference is Boston, uh, they're a lot quicker with their switch. They're a lot smarter with their switches. Uh, Toronto can be a little more, uh, you know, they're a little more hesitant. Uh, they, they're not quite as well oiled machine as Boston is, but they're still a tough matchup because Miami, the past, I guess, two years, they really had a hard time scoring on Toronto. But tonight it was pretty easy in that first half. I love the read and react stuff they they did in that first half. There was a lot of quick action, quick dribble. Caleb Martin caught it. Somebody was closing out on him. I'm going to attack the paint. I'm either going to kick this out to Gabe, Kyle, or whoever. And Kyle was doing the same thing. Kyle was actually getting a foot in the paint. Uh, Gabe was getting a foot in the paint. Tyler Hero. All the guys were uh, reading and reacting really fast. A lot of uh, good dribble drives from out, everybody pretty much outside of Bam. But Bam's not really on the perimeter. He's out on the inside trying to man the inside. So, Honestly, I love that kind of stuff. Uh, it's a lot of the you have two seconds to react. Uh, what the Utah Jazz did that got them like 50 wins every damn year was <laughs> they would catch the ball immediately. It would either be a shot, a pass, or or just anything that wasn't dribble, dribble, dribble. Uh, that's the kind of stuff that uh, Greg Popovich has taught all his you know uh, coaching tree stuff. Is everybody needs to play that way uh, for at least. Uh, for at least in the regular season, because in the playoffs, that, that stuff kind of gets bogged down. But in the playoffs, you need to play fast, at least play with pace. That's Eric Spolster's number one thing, pace. And that's what we saw in the first half. The second half was a little muddier, but I think they build up enough of equity to kind of uh, get away with it for a bit. They're going to have to learn from that. Uh, so honestly, I love that first half. Maybe they can build off of that, but I love the read and react stuff. Yeah, no, and you're right, like, in terms of that they probably let the foot off the gas pedal. That's why Toronto got back in that game. If they had continued on that way, they were they were thoroughly outplaying Toronto up until. Um, Kenny, though, this is funny, like, the way that Spo now, two games in a row, is kind of shelving the bench unit. And all the depth yeah. we've been talking about ain't happening. Um, even, like, Dwayne Dedman in his 12 minutes, I'm trying to rack my brain on how can we eliminate those 12 minutes from taking place even. So, like, uh, they're going to play Toronto again in two days or what, less than two days. It's Monday night. So do you think that he goes deeper into the bench in the next game in an effort to kind of get a different look against this team or he just needs to go deeper in the bench by virtue of these guys are uh, – 
tired or he needs to switch up? What is your like like as you look forward? Do you see him any switching anything up, or is it stat quo and we're gonna see these same nine guys play um uh come Monday? Um, so I think he may not have a choice because again, I love what Caleb did. I love it, but I think the league may give him a game off for that. Um, and so we may see good point. Hopefully, some Jovic. Hopefully some Jovic. He opens some stuff up for them. Um, he can take on take on some of the ball handling. Um, defense, he's good at what he does, but he's not probably not as versatile yet. But I want to see him get a couple of minutes because the Deadman minutes have looked pretty bad. I do have to be honest about that. And so I would like to see him get a shot. And I'm not sure if Yurt's health, but if he's available, I think he'll end up taking those Deadman minutes anyway. It was really um... – I think a good thing that they got this victory. It's hard to beat the same team twice, but man, if they do that, it's going to be a really good springboard for them on this West coach trip. Um, I guess, Jonathan, I'll, I'll, I'll come to you here. uh, As you look at the next matchup and then heading out West, are you worried at all that this team could fall in a hole early that they can't get out of. I hate to go in a negative direction, but I just kind of want to think about the implications of getting this next one against Toronto because you didn't expect to drop both of the first two. I don't think at home, a four-game homestand to start the season is supposed to be like a gift to some degree, no matter who's on the schedule. And so to leave that one and three or oh and four is no bueno. Two and two, you feel like you can salvage. How do you feel like they are approaching that? Is that something that they um you think are even considering as they head out on the road or am I just being a fan trying to create a narrative? Cause I've been known to do so. You know, honestly, I can see why being one in three would be alarming. Like there's definitely some problems with this team. Like Toronto tonight showed that if you can beat the initial defender, you have to help off of that. And we have to scramble. Now, the good thing is we have two of the best help defenders in Bam Adebayo and Jimmy Butler, but the point of attack defense and us having to overhelp is leaving threes after threes after threes. And we saw that, that was what allowed Toronto to come back tonight. So there's stuff on this team that we only have a small margin of error for beating really good teams. Like, I think Gad's the one that tweeted that. So I definitely want to give him credit on that. Yeah. So, like, we have to make sure that everything is played to the T. Is this, you know, if we lose the next game, is it too big of a hole to dig out of? No, it's definitely not. You know, there's there always going to be some variance to the beginning of the season. Obviously, the Heat haven't had that variance. We've usually started off the season pretty strong. But I think if we go one and three, we don't need to overreact. We definitely need to react, assess the issues, see what's going wrong, see what changes we need to make as is lineups, transactions, whatever, whatever, and then it go forward, right? But I think to overreact from going one and three, there's not something we can't get out of. And uh, to that point about um, them just ba- basically being in a situation where they can really capitalize going forward, Um I think that this next game is another opportunity for them against a team that switches a lot for them to keep getting more comfortable with it. Tyler hero um, was a little under projection. I think he was at 19 and a half on prize pick. So I told everyone go over before pregame. I would have given you bad advice. Don't take my gambling advice, (laughs) but the official daily fantasy fantasy sponsor of uh, this post game showing on five reasons sports network is prize picks. Use the code five F I V E. That'll double your initial deposit up to a hundred dollars. Go to prizepicks.com. They have a dope 
uh, desktop app to use, all kinds of different uh, ways to look at trends and different things like that for your over and under picks, but also a great app right on your phone. You just choose your favorite stars, choose their over and under on props. Uh, you can stack players together, do flex plays, power plays, use the code five. That'll double your initial deposit up to $100. But don't always take my advice. Every once in a while, I go on a run, but for the most part, don't. But I'm saying tomorrow, if Tyler Hero is back at 19 and a half, go over on Tyler Hero uh, on Monday against Toronto. There's your free bad prize picks <laughs> advice. Um, all right, let's so close up here by going through some comments. John, what was that, Jonathan? I don't. Oh, saying so. Go under for Tyler Hero in the next game. There you go. Exactly. Go go directly opposite of what I said. We're gonna close the show here with going through some comments from our YouTube uh, viewers. We appreciate you guys uh, hanging with us post game. Um, so we're gonna read these and then rapid rapid fire go through them. Kenny, you can do the honors here. Um, we hope that um, our our great producer Manny Chang will give us questions and not just comments. But if it's a comment <laughs> you want to go off on feel free to do that as well. All right. Yeah, so this one right here, um, Bam has no advantage tonight. This is when I expect him to shoot. Um, I, I'm i cool with Bam scoring more, but I think in some situations he doesn't necessarily have to. Um, in this case, the offense looked fine with him not, quote-unquote, being aggressive. Um, and so it's cool. He got he got some lobs. He's not going to – He I know he said he wants to take 18 shots. That's not going to happen every single night. And I think he contributes to so much other stuff. I'm – Perfectly fine with that, honestly. Oh, we got one. Um, we appreciate the donation. Marco Romo, this one is all yours. Ooh, all right. Uh, shout out to Jason for the four ninety nine dollars dono. Bam, it's basically the same as last year. Do you think we finally seen a ceiling? Nope. Nope, nope, nope. Uh, Greg, you already know that's a no. That's a hell no. That, that question should have came to me. His nickname is No Ceiling for a reason. Y'all need to just wait and see. Stop with the dumpster juice thinking <laughs> about Bam Adebayo having a ceiling. Next question. I, wait, hold on. I want to address the uh, Heat's offense around Bam. It, it doesn't maximize him. Uh, there's a lot of blame to go around. You can blame Bam. Yeah. The roster is not constructed to suit you know his strengths they're kind of working around him instead of working for him. So it's really, they got to, it, it'll get better once, you know, it really comes to just be Tyler and Bam's team in the future. Mm -hmm. So hopefully, you know, we'll see that soon enough. It looks like we got a lot of comments. So we'll just uh, go off the cuff on some of these comments here. We just want to involve and interact with our uh, YouTube uh, viewers. So here's another one. Uh, Jonathan, I'll, I'll cue it up for you. This comes from Lando. The will, the will wind. I'm doing my best on that pronunciation. <laughs> Maybe we should sprinkle in some Jovic bench minutes over Deadman. This guy is just a walking foul without offering much else at the moment. Uh, I co-signed that. Jonathan, do you co-sign some Jovic minutes? I do, but then the only thing is I'm not sure if he's able to play the five against anybody. Like, is he going to really be able to, against, <laughs> to box out anybody? Is he going to be able to protect the paint at all? Just do anything as far as being a, a big, a relative big. So I would love to see it. I mean, Deadman is already, you know, over two moving screens per game, you know, as we talked about earlier. But yeah, I would, I would like to see it. Just sprinkle some minutes, just get him, you know, some, get his feet wet. And if you can get his feet wet and he just has some positive moments, you just continue to build on that. Okay, so I, I think my homie Alphonse Sydney is in the comments, and he said, this chat looks like the Heat lost. I agree. 
Yo, we just won tonight. Let me just take a page out of his book as we close here. Heat win. Heat win. Heat win. Don't forget, y'all, the Heat won. The season is not over. Forget about these fools talking about that it's already over before it started and they told you so. That stuff is dumpster juice. Relax. We got this. Don't listen to the garbage. We, we're going to be fine. And if we're not fine, we'll make trades to be fine, okay? But we got the victory tonight. Thank you for joining us. Kenny, thank you for sitting in for Miami Heat Beat. We will be back uh, on Sunday on Five on the Floor with a regular podcast going straight to the feed and then Five on the Floor Live and all of the broadcasts uh, related to the game on Monday. So check us then. Thank you for joining us and good night. Thank you for listening to the Five on the Floor on the Fire Regional Sports Network. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.